1: But Morgan was was certainly introducing the star of the show.
0: Yeah, we have Miss Holly back with us this week. She she is done slacking. Um, She was on unemployment for some time, but she is back ready. She was slacking. (laughs) Stay. She is back, I think, ready to fulfill her duties as sidekick.
1: Yeah, she's mentioned like every story. I know. So I do know that this is the last uh, show of the month. Yeah. Because this is going to be aired like tonight, tomorrow. Yeah,
0: we have, we're recording.
1: That's some good thinking.
0: 8.24 p.m. on Monday, and so, we're going to hopefully get it up by midnight. And
1: I realized that in a couple of weeks, we're going to be on Valentine's Day show. Mm. And so in honor of Valentine's, I started early with my <laughs> lip socks. So it's the month of love. The month of love. But I also, as Morgan tasked me tonight, which we're not using any of the things that I found, she says, Dad, you got to start going on and start reading stories and search mm-hmm. for them, which by the way, guys, I really don't like to do because I really like to be surprised with the stories. But needless to say, as I was reading some of the stories, I have a theme for next week, the week before Valentine's Day. Mm, okay. okay. And the theme of the show is going to be move on and don't look back.
0: You're giving them spoilers.
1: Yeah. So next week is going to be move on and don't look back. And even though Valentine's day is around the corner, don't sweat it. So that's okay. going to be okay. next week's. And I'm going to look for some of the, I'm going to look for some of the. Of yeah.
0: The yeah. I did. Um. I did find three stories for your theme already. It's coming together really well.
1: Good. And this is the first time that I've actually found a theme in the 103 or 4 shows. <laughs> but I but I was pretty after reading some of those I was pretty committed to this theme. It just popped out of my mouth.
0: Yeah. There you go. Well, today's theme yes, is ma'am. mentally drained or Ooh. just dealing with some mental struggles, overwhelmed, anxiety, but I think a lot of us, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it feels no. like it feels like the season of burnout right now and just like
2: feels like the 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 years of burnout.
0: Yeah. So it's just like it's just one of those things I think a lot of people might be able to relate to and you know, I found seven stories for this theme so at least these people can relate.
1: Let's well let's not waste any more time let's knock them out. Let's get into it. Okay. Y'all, as they would say, y'all, you must all know that Justin was not sitting just comfortable until he had Dad's Fix-It Shop up. Yeah. So we are now in session. Dad's Fix-It Shop. ready. We're ready to go. No one knows to come into the shop if there's no open sign. Help me out here. What number are we on? I think one. One? Let's go, Morgan.
0: Hi, Morgan, Justin, and of course, Jerry. I'm in a really tough position, and I'm hoping your words of wisdom or encouragement will help. I'm just starting the process of leaving my emotionally, mentally, financially, and overall just abusive partner. We have two kids together, ages two and three, and I've been a stay-at-home mom for the last two years. I was just finally honest with my family about how bad things were, and they offered to fly out. They live across the country, 15-plus hour drive. His mom is very involved in my kids' lives, more than my parents, and I don't want that to change but I have no other reason to stay in the state I'm currently living in. I have a few friends, but nothing super close or anything, just some moms I met at the park. I have no job, no place to live, and nothing else keeping me here. I would love to move to the same state as my parents, since it is warmer and there are better schools, but I don't want to ruin my kids' relationship with their grandmother or get into a messy cross-country custody battle. I just want what's best for my kids— but I need to think about what's best for me too. I'm having a really hard time with that part because part of his abuse has been making me feel like I don't deserve anything and that I'm selfish for doing anything for myself. Please help me decide whether to move out of state or stay here for the sake of my kids. Ideal outcome, find someone who loves me and treats me how I know I deserve so my kids can see a healthy relationship, keep my kids' lives intact as much as possible, Additional info, trigger warning for this additional info does mention miscarriage. I'm 26 female, my partner is 31 male, we've been together for four years, we got pregnant fairly quickly after we started dating and I had a miscarriage. We've never fully recovered from that and he is possibly a narcissist based off of my experience and his sister's psychological evaluation. She has a PhD in psychology and is a working therapist.
1: It is impossible for your home to be happy if you're not happy. That's number one. And if you think your kids are going to grow up and being balanced and know what happiness is seeing you in misery all your life, you have another, another thing coming. So the, the, it is the obvious answer. And that choice that you are making already is to leave is a, is a great choice, especially because of the negativity going on in the relationship and, I'm sure you've tried many different ways of trying to solve the problem. But let's now get to your next problem, the grandparents. I don't know their financial position. And they may totally be prepared to be able to fly out once, twice, three times a year to visit you and see the kids. And as they get older, the kids can obviously go back and forth. That is the right answer to people move. They, they leave, they, they take their kids and they go find greener pastures in this case, because of the negativity you've been living in. And I'm sorry for, for their father it didn't work. I mean, he's welcome to come get a place and come live in your part of the country. And he can make that sacrifice if he wants it. It's up. You know, he's no one's stopping him. It's just the only thing that you're not willing to do is live with them anymore. You're going to go on with your life and, and get your life dialed in and, so for that, I I say congratulations on making that decision and not being wishy-washy on it and following through. Can you read the the selfish line for me again?
0: I just want what's best for my kids, but I need to think about what's best for me too. I'm having a really hard time with that part because part of his abuse has been making me feel like I don't deserve anything and that I'm selfish for doing anything for myself.
2: Right. So it brought up a thought from earlier today. Okay. I was listening to none other than-
0: Dave Ryan.
2: And uh, they brought up this quote and it just stood out to me and I feel like it fits here. Okay. So it says, when you're not used to being confident, confidence feels like arrogance. When you're used to being passive, assertiveness feels like aggression. When you're not used to getting your needs met, prioritizing yourself feels selfish. Wow. Your comfort zone is not a good benchmark. Damn. And I thought that was really cool because it's so true.
1: It fits right into this as well.
2: And so look at where, I mean, it's an abusive relationship and you've made a lot of change, which is very good. But look where your comfort zone has fallen down to. And yeah, When you start finally doing something for yourself, everyone's going to look at you as if it's selfish because they're not used to you doing things for yourself and they like to take advantage of that. Or, you know, when all of a sudden you're assertive after you let everyone get their way, all of a sudden you're aggressive and you're the one who's causing all the problems. So I think, you know, with that quote in mind, start making those things the normal because that's just you getting back to prioritizing yourself and your kids because it extends to both so i just thought that that like it was a weird that is connection. a
0: really really great quote to share and i think highlights how important it is to make sure you're doing all of those things and not letting people's comments get to you or letting your partner keep you down by those comments as his tactic of abuse like he's doing that with the intention of keeping you small and control and and controlling you. It's so you don't leave. It's so you don't feel confident enough to do anything on your own. And there's a, there's an intention behind comments like that from abusive partners, but it is going to be so, so good for your kids to have a strong mom and see like what healthy relationships are. And to understand like my mom didn't put up with that. Like, I shouldn't put up with that. Yep. Like if you look at relationships, you see this a lot on TikTok, but it's like, I'm not going to settle because I had my dad. And then they share so many amazing things. Like my dad did this for my mom and my dad was so supportive and my dad would never talk to my mom that way. And it's that example that's shown them what they deserve in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think you can have that. And that literally is your ideal outcome. So yeah, is grandma not going to be able to see them as much? Yes, but that is temporary. You could get a job. He could pay for trips. Um, There's many, many ways to make this work back and forth. And I think the first priority is looking after yourself and your happiness and getting on your feet. And if that is easier to do in your home state with your parents, then that's what you do. And you figure out the custody agreement. And you figure out travel once you once you get established.
1: There's no doubt that he certainly didn't take this as a priority in, in in the last couple of years for him to make you feel growth and make you feel love and make you feel that you guys were a couple to do everything in a positive you know a positive way. And you you're right you don't deserve less than that. No. So we want you to. Uh, Go on and go forth. Let the force be with you. Yeah, well, keep any, us
0: posted.
2: And anything that's better for you at this point is better, better for, for the your kids. kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's like, when they go hand in hand like that, it's no debate.
0: Yes.
1: We're with you. We support, we support your, your uh, this family supports your, your uh, decisions and your thoughts.
0: Okay, next story. What number? Number two. I need help communicating with my husband. This might end up being a little long, so apologies in advance. My husband is great, the kindest, most positive person I know, not just to me, but to everyone. I know he loves me unconditionally, and really, I don't have anything negative to say about his personality or our relationship. Where my issue comes in is more about me. I do most of the cooking, cleaning, yard work, errands, calling to make appointments for miscellaneous reasons, etc. While my husband works hard... He has several random jobs, which none of them pay well or consistently. So, on top of taking care of things at home, I'm also the one with an eight to five job with benefits. Due to things he does for work, we need benefits in case of injury. I make okay money, but it's not enough to support us both and a mortgage. We do okay for our age, as we are both in our 20s, but we have started to dip into our savings to pay bills. Anyways, I like being able to take care of everything. I'm super independent and pride myself on how hard I work and how I can do it all. However, this morning, I hit my breaking point. I have anxiety and can suffer from seasonal depression, so maybe I was just low today, but I feel like I can't keep doing it all. I'm not good at asking for help, and even though I want to sit down with my husband and ask if he can help out around the house more, he works all day too, and I know he's worn down as well, so I don't want to offend him if he thinks I don't think he does enough for us. Do you have any advice as for how I can ask for help without hurting his feelings? I am so worn down mentally just carrying everything. I don't want to hold this all in and say something if I shouldn't if I snap one day. Ideal outcome, learn how to ask for help without offending him. Additional info, I used to be in therapy and loved it. I know I should probably go again, but like I mentioned above, we are trying to budget. We don't have any kids, slash, aren't planning on kids for a while. My husband really is amazing and takes such good care of me. But it's just the little things I think that I need help with.
1: I think you've just said it, articulated it so perfectly. Yeah. And if you can go to him with the same thing, saying, "Honey, I know you work hard, and we're both doing, we're both working hard. I, I am overwhelmed right now with everything we're doing. If you could help with doing the following tasks." and just take a little more on in the house, it will relieve some extra pressure on me. And I would so much appreciate if you could help me with that. And that's it. Don't bash him. No negativity. It's it's a simply an acknowledgement that you know that he's working hard, mm-hmm. but you do need an extra. For right now, you need a little extra hand. If he can find any way to do it, it will really help you mentally and, and emotionally. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean as as much as you you know need to each have your independence and have your own lives to be in like a you know sustainable healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. I think there is an element to also working as a team when you are looking at a life together as in maybe we could open up some conversations about is there a way to take the time we are both working as hard as we do and find a way to scale that up so we work, sure, the same amount of time and we make, you know, even 10% more money, 20% more, 30% over time. Is there potentially job changes on his end where instead of a few random, it's one solid job that you can work yourself up in or just, you know, just opening up the dialogue so it's more like, not threatening in the way where it's like, I think you're wasting time and like you work all these jobs. More like maybe there's something better for us on your end with a potential job change or something like that. I mean, you never know. It's just nice to have that conversation with a partner where you can talk about those things and it's not like a you're not bashing.
1: You might even make it in a way where it's his idea to say, you know something, honey, maybe I do need to get a job that, so it's his, it's his putting that first foot forward because you got to be very careful not to be um insulting or con- uh, confrontational with him. And the first part of the conversation by just having them step up to the plate and help you a little bit more by taking it, you're acknowledging how hard he's working. Yeah. You know, honey, I know that you're beating yourself up doing three different jobs and da 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 you know, for this. He might himself say, you know, honey, maybe I need to go find a single job that will pay more, that will offer some of this stuff. And as you guys are only in your early 20s, things are going to to start manifesting. And on his own, he's going to start saying, this is bullshit. i got to go find myself something different that I really like. And it happens. Yeah.
2: Well, I think this is simpler than a lot of the similar stories we get about this because generally it's about kids, Generally, these Mm -hmm. stories are number one about kids. He doesn't help with the kids Mm -hmm. or she, you know, my partner isn't stepping up with the kids or the house activities or X, Y, Z. So, you know, this isn't, you know, it's not as hard as if kids were involved. It's just helping a little bit around the house, which could be. I mean, it's a good place to start before we have the kids I was
0: literally going to say that. I think like getting in a good habit now of making things Mm -hmm. more fair. So you are thinking about kids and down the line, it's not, oh my God, I have all this housework and then now I have kids on top of it and it's still the same status quo. It is okay to ask for help. You've proven you're strong, you're independent, you are capable. You know that. We know that. But you have a partner. A partner. A That's husband,
1: a, a partner. Is you perfect. don't
0: have to do this alone. That's what life is about. It's finding your people, platonic or otherwise. You know, soulmates, your partner, your husband, wife, whatever you want to look at it as. That's like a main goal for a lot of people. You got that? Dump a little weight off, and it's so simple. Like, don't stress yourself out. Just the initial script of, "I know you're working so hard. I really appreciate it." But is there anything like you could help me out with at home that you that you'd like doing, you know, maybe loading the dishwasher or helping me fold laundry. Like I just I've, I'm feeling the weight of the world and I just can't do it all on my own right now. And the job stuff, yeah, I think that can come into play. I mean, I know the job market is so challenging for a lot of people right now, so if he's just taking whatever he can to keep you guys afloat and survive, that's you know what you got to do right now, but Maybe things will improve down Just the keep line. Keep your eyes
1: open. Would, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. But it is okay to ask for help.
1: And I would take the, I would take some of the stuff in steps. So if you're, if you accomplish the help thing first, that's great. And then another conversation in a few weeks. And again, try to make it his idea. <laughs> that's the trick. But to over, you know, certainly open the conversation regarding maybe a, you know job changers or what job do you enjoy the most, and you know. Would you enjoy doing this more, you know, full time, and let that other one go? And maybe it would be financially better for us. Yeah. You know, as we're thinking about, you know, the future, maybe it'll be one day to have kids, and I think that's the right answer. But if you hit it all at one time, it might be overwhelming.
2: Yeah. No, I was I was saying that more in a like building off of yeah. the initial, but I think it could add an efficiency to your life mm-hmm. that coupled with the additional help. If you both also have more time.
1: Mm-hmm. I yeah. Mean, who wouldn't like that? And, well, and, and don't get away with also still trying to keep some time that you guys can go do something together.
0: Exactly. But here's the deal. You're working an eight to five job Monday through Friday. I take it 40 hours a week on top of doing all the housework and cleaning. hours a week. God, it's too many hours. But the thing is, it's like, is he working the same hours as you and just random jobs? Or like, is he working less than you? Because- if you're working the 40 hours, you know, 45, whatever, with overtime a week, he should be taking on more of that household work. That should be the trade-off for you carrying the job that's more regular, consistent with benefits. So Mm -hmm. that would be a normal trade-off, a normal ask. So no worry about offending if, you know, he might be offended, but that could point to some insecurities with him. And then I would say, hey, we should go to therapy together. Like, we could work on our communication, but you shouldn't be scared to ask for help in this. I think it's it's more than fair in terms of a partnership.
1: And if he is working the same hours or he's working less hours or more hours, it doesn't matter to me. I really do think that in, in home, it's a different environment. He can he can participate to kind of help you and offload you know some of this 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 burden because yeah. you need you you're obviously you're obviously saying. I can't do it all. Yes. So he may have a he may have a, a a larger bandwidth of some of the stuff that we can handle. I have a larger bandwidth than than some people, and some people have a bigger bandwidth than even than I do about taking care of some of the obligations or responsibilities. Yeah. But to, again, don't forget to take, you know, a couple hours on a weekend.
0: Yeah, I also for think,
1: yourselves to do something together.
0: Yes. Prioritize yourself. Prioritize self care as well. I will say something though that I heard a lot recently because I myself am in need of cleaning and we're, you know, moving into our house soon. There's going to be yard work and there's going to be a lot more things. You have to remember, like, you don't have to do those things every single day, every single week. Like, if you prioritize and kind of create a schedule for yourself, like, hey, the yard needs to get done every other week. Let's do that on Tuesdays. Okay, so Tuesday every other week. Laundry. You don't need to do laundry every day. Have some laundry days. Football's on on Sunday. Let's do our laundry on Sunday. Like try to map it out together and then divide the tasks like you love doing laundry. Why don't you take that? I'll take dishes because I know you hate that. And then prioritize like the schedule so it's not so overwhelming because if there's two people working on addressing all of your home and life things, it's easier than you just addressing it and almost like chasing after him with a dustpan. Like we've seen that cartoon, right? So you got to gotta work together to tackle these things. Okay. Three. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. Love you all. Big fans of both podcasts. I, 25 female, am having an issue with my girlfriend, 23 female. We just moved to another state together last summer when starting our careers. At the time, we were dating for about three years. We both have talked about how settled and secure we feel in our relationship compared to our past bad ones. And I never felt doubt with her. She's a wild land fighter, so the first three months of moving, she would be gone for about two weeks at a time, followed by a weekish home before getting sent out again. While on her last role, she called me in a panic saying we had to break up while she was gone, because in her mind, she was so anxious and she can't focus on anyone but herself right now. She can have bad anxiety episodes, so I didn't react. I just said I would see her and talk when she came home a few days later. When she got back, she told me a laundry list of issues in our relationship. All problems we have talked about, but a few in there were the exact opposite to everything she used to say, even just a few weeks ago. So I was hurt. She said she would hope that we can get back together in the future, but she needs to figure herself out. I asked, if there was a goal of getting back together, then we do not sleep with anyone while we are broken up, unless she just doesn't want to be with me in the future anymore." It was like pulling teeth to get her to agree because she claimed, quote, I don't want you telling me what I can and can't do. That's why we're broken up, but ended up agreeing. The first three-ish weeks were rough, but two months in, she was acting like her old self again. We were both in therapy separately and getting along just as we always had. Then she calls me one day bawling, saying I'm never going to want to date her, and she fucked everything up. Long story short, she slept with someone two weeks after we broke up, and it was a girl I had a gut feeling about and expressed concern about and was getting scoffed at and told, quote, trust me, we are not each other's types. She told me while it happened, she regretted it and eventually stopped, but she still stayed with the girl overnight. I remember that night, actually. I was on the phone with her crying. She told me I ruined her night and she stopped drinking because she was mad and didn't want to be in a bad headspace drunk. Her telling me what happened after that made me feel like she did it out of spite towards me, especially because she was fully sober, but she claims that wasn't the case. She love-bombed me for a few days after that until I told her to stop, but now I'm at such a crossroads. She didn't cheat on me technically, but the way she treated me and betrayed my trust leaves me unable to trust her and know what is real. She keeps saying that she is sorry she fucked everything up and treated me so shitty. She was going through a lot mentally and she said she is trying every day to show me that she is growing and being better for us. Everything has been back to normal with how she treats me as it was before all of this happened. My love for her never went away and I always pictured my future with her, but I can't bring myself to forgive her right now. I told myself if this happened, I would leave. But deep down, I don't want to. How would you all handle this? Any advice will help so much. Thank you.
1: You guys want to go first?
0: Uh, you got it.
1: You want me to go first? Okay. How come I knew what was going on before we even got to the to the second part? I don't know. Experience.
0: Yeah. You got the spidey sense was tingling?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've heard I have I've only heard this too many times. Yeah. So the reality is you know, maybe, maybe not. She's learned from this. Maybe, maybe not. You'll have that commitment. The bottom line is, is that what she did not do is she didn't come clean before she did it. That, that is the problem. You said it so clearly, you don't know what to believe anymore because your radar has been knocked off its pedestal. That's the, that's the problem when somebody is dishonest with what they're, doing. And then they, in order to make it okay with them, they call you and they say, you did this, you did that. I'm breaking up. They throw all this shit in the air so that they now have the legal right to go out and do what they're going to do. All I can tell you, I have been through this myself. And the, the easy answer is, is that when it's like, I, I always say, when you start keeping score, the game is already over. The game is over on this one. As much as you may love her, and there's certain things about it that, that that cause you attraction, she is not a person that you can trust. In reality, she's proven that herself, and yeah. the hard and the hard word is is I don't know if 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 you'll ever really be able to trust her, because it's not that you won't get the trust back; she'll take advantage of it again, most probably or possibility maybe i'm being a little hard from my own experiences yeah. but but this is really the show started when you said we 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 want to come to dad and ask him his opinion from his his life experiences my life experiences have been this and when you have trusted that you guys can be honest with one another even if it's going to take a pause or take a break or go on it's not because you got to throw bananas at each other to get there it's just I'm interested in somebody and I have to, I have to explore it. That at least would have been honest and wouldn't have, wouldn't have screwed with your radar. Yeah. And that's the crime. You're going to ultimately make the decision what you want to, you know, to live with because it's your life, but it's the tough decision. But sometimes the best decision is move on because you're worth more than, than that. And you have to look at your own self-worth, what you're willing to take. And be misled or manipulated because that was all manipulation.
0: Yeah. I think for me, I always get a lot of red flags when people are quick to break up when there's any problems. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I I just, we have to be done. Like I just need to work on myself right now. I just, I find all of this like very convenient. I think her behavior kind of points to there was something going on Mm -hmm. with this coworker. Because for you guys to break up and then they sleep together or they hook up or whatever, two weeks later, it seems like there was some amped up, you know, there was some flirting. There was something before. Call foreplay. I don't know. There was something that was happening before to make that happen so fast right after you guys break up. I could see this at least turning into this pattern and this cycle of we're breaking up every time I'm unhappy or my anxiety flares. And I get it. Mental health can sabotage us. I've been there. But if it's a good relationship and you have a good partner, you you work through those struggles together. You communicate. You don't hold a list and all these grudges and then dump it on the person. You you address it as it arises. And for me, if I was in this, I would say the glass has now been broken too many times to put back together. It's just it's going to be a tough one to get over.
2: See, my gut feeling on this one, I don't know why, because it's not not the usual, but I think it comes down to a gut decision because I'm not 100% sold that it's through. Uh, there's a 50-50 shot. This happens, and she... Sure, if things stop, she still stayed the night. I know there's a lot of like bad details, but there's a 50-50 shot that, A, she did this, she wanted it, freaked out, realize, oh my god, i just gave up everything i ever wanted and you could go back and it could be perfect. Or there's a 50/50 shot that she'll feel like she got away with it and she can do it again. Mm-hmm. From three paragraphs, we'll like we can never figure that out. It's going to be totally on you with whatever dynamics and how important this relationship is and you know, how serious you think this person is if they're close to being the one or however you want to say it, but it's cool to have all these opinions because I feel like that's the, the spectrum of what you'll get. Yeah. And then at the end, it's just going to be, here's all your information and you just got to gut decision it.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, you're also going to, re- we got to recognize one other little fact here, 25 and 23, 23, you know, you're, you're, you're going through new experiences. You're exploring and you may not be at the you know a lot of relationships the word is timing, and timing is they've been through all this they've had these experiences and they know the real thing when they finally get it and they 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 hold on to it because yeah. they've been down the other road. She's also going through this this period of the exploratory thing. the 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 pro the the growth here isn't so much. You guys will think I'm nuts. The relationship is much as monogamy. It's the relationship of honesty. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the thing that will have growth here. If you can actually have a conversation with her and explain to her where the failure is, that might take you to the next level or maybe not. But it, it, this is a decision that you guys have to make because look, we've all may have had relationships where there's been infidelity, and we've let it go. We've gone on to go. We've, yeah. We've gone forward with the relationship, and in my case, those relationships didn't work out because the infidelity happened again or again, and it was just because I wasn't the right person for that person to keep them from from going down that road. Yeah. And you know, I became to be at terms grow, as I grew, realizing that not to be angry at the person, but just to say, it's okay. We're just not the right ones. And that's important to be able to figure out when you are the right ones, that infidelity or sleeping with somebody else isn't worth the, the quote that you use, breaking the glass. Because when you were young, we once talked about breaking the glass. Yeah. And there's always, you can glue it back together, but there's always the scar of, yeah. of the glue.
0: And you, you're you going to have to determine, can you get over this? I, I think you're right. Like, there's no way to know. Mm-hmm. Would taking a break be best? You know, hey, I need to just kind of focus on myself right now. I need to determine if I can forgive you because right now you're saying you can't. And yeah, you were broken up, but you both agreed not to sleep with people during that unless you were done. So you had these guidelines. You discussed it. She agreed. So that trust, that that boundary was broken. I I look at something else. I think a break could be great to determine, do I miss her? Am I good without? Can I forgive her? If I don't like living without her, I think that would be a good step to proceed forward.
1: I really believe that the person, that that the girlfriend already had her, either had already had slept with this other woman or had the full intent to sleep with this woman when she called her up and attacked her. That's what, that was what that whole thing was about. Oh, 100%. So it wasn't that they broke up and then she did it. It was, it, it, it happened either in theory in her mind or in reality before that conversation ever happened. 100%. It's the whole reason the break happened. That's right.
0: Didn't you hear my, my thing about foreplay? Were you not paying attention to me?
1: Yeah, I heard the foreplay.
0: Yeah. There was something going on there. Absolutely. But keep us posted. Your your gut will tell you. And like you could be hearing what, you know, dad says and be like, oh, my God. Yep. I knew that was what I was leaning towards. And then you could be feeling what Justin's saying. And hey, I'm going to give her another shot. And I'll be more sensitive to feel if something's happening and fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. And there's always that way to proceed, too.
1: I would certainly. Trust your gut. I would certainly go with the 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 failure here was the honesty, the ability to be free with the conversation,
0: communicate, and
1: and rather making accusations on what you did and why I have to break up, rather than just saying, "I met somebody and I don't know what I want to do about it, but I have to explore it." And I hope that you'll understand. And and I think that that would have been at least it wouldn't have screwed with your radar.
0: Okay, moving along.
1: Number four.
0: Number four. Hey, peeps. Big fan here. I've been debating writing in for a very long time.
1: Don't debate so long next time.
0: (laughs) This is a hard post to make. I need to know if there's any chance to save my marriage. And I almost know the response I will get. I'll try to make it as short as possible. I've been with my husband since I was 15. We married when I was 22, and I am now 32. Had three kids, lots of moves, lots of trials and tribulations, and lots of good times. And let's just say, it has been the hardest and most challenging thing in the world. I love this man so much, but now I wonder if love is enough. There has been jealousy, abuse, infidelity. But he takes no accountability and never admits to anything. Over the years, I have always believed his story. Making the other people out to be crazy and forgiving him and putting it aside and never speaking of it again. A couple of years ago, I had an affair. Yep. I remember we were in a very hard place. Anyways, he found out in April of 2023 and we haven't been the same. I admitted to everything, came clean and he said he wanted to work through it. But at the same time, always bringing it up, always jealous and he is shutting down mentally. In October, 2023, I told him I couldn't take it. We were still having the same fights over and over. I told him to go. He left for only a week And then we began talking again. He promised to let it go, to try to be the best version of ourselves for our kids. He promised to help more at home and to be more present. Fast forward to now. All that is gone out the window and he hardly helps clean unless I ask. He spends all this time in the garage watching TV and it's all back to square one. I've been going to counseling because I have admitted to my issues and I'm trying to work on my own problems and how to communicate better. He refuses counseling and says he is not the problem. I'm so scared of the future and what's next. My mental health cannot handle this much longer. He doesn't talk to me about anything, and when he's upset about something, he just bottles it up. I guess I needed to get some of this off my chest, but is there any chance to save this marriage, or is it too far gone? My kids will be devastated, and we also work together so it will be very hard to separate. Ideal outcome? That this will pass and we can go back to normal and forget the crazy past and live a happy life for our beautiful, amazing children. They deserve a happy home and happy life. Additional info? Our sex life is amazing. Don't get me wrong, it's great. Almost too great. We have sex every day or every other day, and even if I'm not in the mood, he makes me feel bad about not wanting it. He also quote, punished me with oral sex on him and told me I need to give him oral every day for a year and then he will believe I love him. I told him several times that sex isn't love. He eased up on that part since October, but that gave me such an ick and it felt so weird.
1: It really does take two people to want to make a marriage work. It's that simple. And he came back to the the table after a week of being isolated and saying, gee, look what I lost. And I had a pretty good and I'll do whatever I can. But right back, you guys didn't go for counseling apparently at that time to change your lives, to figure out where did we go wrong that we we had affairs. He certainly had affairs in the beginning. You certainly let it go. And the next thing, you know, whatever you were missing in the relationship, you found it somewhere. And so the relationship was dysfunctional at that point. So in order for this thing to really change, you got to guys got to go do work to make a change. Otherwise, why are you, why are you battling this thing? You know, you guys can have individual lives, you can have your children, and they can have their father when the father is, has his time and you can have your time. And maybe you guys can find a cohesive way that, you know, you can somehow function as individual parents in, in a family, in a dysfunctional family unit, but but on your own. And that might be where it has to end up. But if he's really serious, and the only way you're going to find that out is one more time, out the door, you guys got to separate. And, in order to get back together, the condition of getting back together is going to counseling and then we'll see if we belong back together. It's not we're going to get back together, and we're going to go to counseling. We're going to counseling first, mm-hmm. and let's see if we really can decide where we went wrong and we can make these changes and start making these changes and see where see if we want to date again, see if we really want to court one another and go down that road because life is, is a long time and you are going to go through a lot of different, you know, stages with your children and them growing up, getting out of the nest. And when they were gone, you're going to be looking at them again. And are you going to say in 15 years from now, I'm back to square one and I got to go start my life again. Maybe you should have started your life 15 years ago. You know that you can't go on this way, but you're going to certainly have to Take that 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 road for right now. And he's gonna have to make that determination if he really wants to have this marriage, what it's gonna take to do it. It means we're both going to counseling.
0: Yeah. I mean the audacity to say, I'm not the problem. I don't need to go to counseling.
1: Clearly the problem. I oh, just but by the way, I need a blowjob every day.
0: Anyone, anyone that is going to punish you does not love you, respect you. You could not, you can't convince me otherwise. That-
1: You're absolutely right.
0: That is asinine. That is insane. You're going to punish me? And to then say, oh, well, by doing that once a day for a year, it'll show me you love me. Sir, she has been with you and put up with your infidelity and your lying for almost 20 years Had your kids. If that doesn't prove love. What does? What does? Yeah. I mean, you get to a point where you have to ask yourself, is this even a a happy, amazing home for your kids? Because it can't be with all of this other stuff going on. And you say it here. My mental health cannot handle this much longer. Your kids are picking up on that. They're going to get it.
1: Your radar is right on.
0: Like you deserve to be loved and have a partner that if you have issues is willing to address their part in it and go to counseling. And I agree. I think, I think it is counseling together or we don't have a future because you're also only 32. You're basically our age. I'm 30 in like a week, two weeks, a month. Okay. It's a little longer, but like you have so much life in front of you And do you want to deal with this same scenario for the next 30 years, the next 40? I don't know. There could be a lot of advances. You might have 60, 70, 80 years left. Is this the treatment you want?
1: Get get it in check now and find out if you guys really do belong and really do love one another. Not that you love him, Mm -hmm. that you guys are in love with one another before you blow your next 15 years of your life be happy.
2: My gut feeling says he's not going to go to therapy. Then it's an easy... That's e- that, the
0: reality that, you have that's, to move that's
2: from. An e- then it's easy. And I think... You're done. There's unless, without therapy, unless he is fully separated and moved on, the knife is never going to be
1: dropped. Well, I. you want to hear my, my, my anticipation? He is going to accept the, the breakup right now? but it'll take him another week and he's going to go to therapy.
0: He will be back. I mean, if you, if you even said, let's do a trial separation, six months, I need to see some effort from you. You know, this, this would be kind of round two of doing that, but he came back a week. He will come back. Trial? You know, like an actual separation. I'm just saying
1: I'm done. If you, if you have any, any, any thought that you want to save this marriage, this is what it's going to take and non-negotiable.
0: No, but don't don't
1: bother me unless don't bother me unless you're going to do it.
0: But all couples counselors are different. You know, one might say, "Let's do an actual trial separation, 6 months. He gets an apartment and he will come back." I you know, you guys have been together since 15, or you were 15 at least. And that is almost 20 years. Like that is hard to move on from. It's like cutting off a limb at this point.
2: I think the plainest way to put it to him would be don't even bring up the his affairs or anything prior Mm-mm. to yours because you dropped the knife. You moved forward. Maybe. I don't know if your affair was like because there were affairs in the past. I don't know. Regardless, in approaching him, it's more like, here's what I did. It was wrong. I've come to terms with it. I've moved on. Here's what I'm dealing with every day. From you. Here's and where you came back after a week, did not drop the knife. I'm dealing with this every day and I'm not going to deal with this anymore.
1: Bam. Yeah. Here's where we are today. I'm done. And if you're interested and if, if anything happens in the future, it's going gonna, it's gonna to involve uh, counseling, couple counseling, right. and no one's coming back into this house
2: Right. But it takes revealing your full hand of saying, I'm ready to walk away for something to actually happen here that gives this hope.
0: Mm -hmm. But it's got to be sustained. I mean, it can't be counseling for one month because he sees, you know, the lights closing in and it's over. Game over. It's got to be sustained. Like there's got to be continued effort. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're right back to this where he tries for a couple of weeks to get you off his back. And then it's you know the yeah, I mean, same old story. You can afford
2: to give a few months to save this marriage and everything yeah. you have into this. It's worth a few months,
0: but that it, it involves might ta- it him might, participating. Yeah, it might yes. take a Bottom year. Line.
1: Might take a year to get back in that house. Yeah, I'm not saying let him back in the house easy. I'm saying it has to really happen over time because it's it. Otherwise, it's just gonna.
0: It's a vicious cycle. It's gonna of be this. a cycle, and then right. yeah.
1: you can
2: do the best by your kids by being as transparent as you can regarding their age. Mm -hmm. As transparent as you can for what they can handle, be an open book to explain. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of material on that out there, but I think kids start getting hurt when you start to hide it Mm -hmm. and you start to try and like, because kids know. Kids pick up everything. Of
1: course they know. They live in it. We live here too, mom.
2: Yep. (laughs) So I think there's
1: there's both sides of that, but...
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. I hope you find happiness in whichever way it comes.
0: Yes. And keep us posted. I would really love also if people that have gone through something similar like this and relationships of theirs to chime in. I, You know, maybe there's some success cases out there that could share what they did that really got their partner to like engage again and get with it because you guys, by the sounds of it, are young and, you know, the cheating could have been- we didn't explore when we were younger. I mean, you were married by 22. Like, that, that is when a lot of people are experiencing their sexuality and going out and dating and doing those things. And so you found each other early, but he's got to check in. Like, bottom line. So comment on this one and help us out, you guys. But moving along. What number?
1: Number five.
0: Yeah.
2: We got... The We're people listening can't see your hand gestures, Jerry.
0: Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Number five, I'm <laughs> holding up my hand. It's my left hand. One, and and we invite <laughs> and I really do invite you to come watch us also on YouTube so yeah. you can see us. And yeah. don't forget, you must all press the subscribe button. Yeah. That nice. B. That subscribe button. And the thumbs up. And, I, and I'm holding both thumbs up. <laughs>
0: Okay, number five. And
1: my toes. Nice. <laughs> Look at that, all at the same time. Yeah, yeah that was...
0: good trunk wow. control. Okay. Hi, guys. I'm in need of some fatherly advice as well as perspective from people close to my age. So I'm a 27-year-old female from Australia for some background. The last couple of years, I've been getting comments from my mom about how I'm getting old and don't have a partner and to, quote, hurry up and have children. I laugh it off and tell her to keep dreaming, but on the inside, it really hurts me. I do feel like at this age, I wanted to have my life settled down with a partner and kids by maybe 30, but I just haven't found anyone even close to someone I'd wanna date for five years. I don't really go out clubbing or anything like that because I don't drink. I'm definitely a big introvert and the few people I have dated in the past, I've met through work. A lot of my friends are getting married and having children and I can't help but feel really behind. I just love some advice on how I cannot feel so down about this and some different perspectives.
1: You're looking at me. Yeah. If you guys are watching YouTube, you see her looking at me.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. I feel like you can really relate to this, Justin, because from getting unsolicited comments from parents, you definitely got a lot from my side of the family. When are you proposing? When are you guys getting engaged? When are you having children? I mean, I get those too. But but
1: she hasn't even begun dating yet. She hasn't found the person.
0: But like how, I think a lot of it is trying to not feel like, you know, she's falling behind while also being able to draw some boundaries on maybe those comments. So, I mean.
1: I'm going to jump in.
0: Okay. okay. Stealing Justin's thunder. (laughs) Stealing your thunder. You're going to let him steal your thunder like that? It's
1: okay. <laughs> First of all, I don't know where she is in Australia, but you know that I was there a few times last year. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I understand your environment a little bit, but I think it's it goes without uh, boundaries of of countries that when it's right and you find the right person, it's going to happen. And you're just going to have to tell mum that you know when it's right and it happens it's going to happen and if you feel that going out and finding and and you've heard me say this in other things find a hobby that you like to do that involve other people because chances are you might find somebody else that's there or that knows somebody that 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 when you're there that might be someone for you and they'll say you know I come over, you know, for dinner on Friday night and I'm going to have some friends over. And you tell the other person, I'm going to have some friends over Friday night. And without being a fix-up, you see that if you have some common you know, commonality between one of the, where there's a conversation that all of a sudden happens. And before you know it, you have found someone to spend time with. And it wasn't because you were drunk in a bar and unable to see what side was up that you met this person that you know you decide to go out the next night it's it's a healthy environment but you do have to get out and meet people not just to meet a guy or a gal or a mate it's really to a mate in in australia as a friend yes it really is to meet a mate and people that you can hang out with and enjoy and enjoy life with i met a a lot of wonderful people and i was there for basically 3 weeks and i met people that i st- that today I'll give them a call and say, How are you? And we'll we'll go back and forth because there's nice people there. Mm-hmm. You got a great energy there. And you have great cafes. And I enjoyed the cafes and the street, you know, coffee shops with your pastries. And there's there's all kinds of things that people can meet up to go do. So take advantage of that and just tell your mom just to relax. When it happens, you're gonna meet the right person. And she'll be pleasantly surprised. And today's world, unlike hers, you didn't my mom got married at 18. She had her fourth child by the age of 28. Yeah. So it's not that doesn't work that way all the time anymore. Mm-hmm. Morgan's gonna Morgan's 30. You guys are just gonna start your start your life and whatever, you know, when you have children, I'll be here. I'll be yeah. wa- I'll be I'll be waiting. Yeah. But you know, it will happen when it happens. And I've never I don't think I've ever gave you guys pressure on a relationship. Where is it going? What are you doing?
0: No, but other people have. Justin?
1: Well,
2: um, I never really here. I, I've seen a lot of people in this position. I've never been there and I've never felt affected by it because anything with you, I just I kind of knew I had found my person, so I wasn't really stressed about what are you doing with your life? When are you going to find someone to be together with? When are you going to have kids? Like it just, none of that was,
0: you know, I'm going to, I haven't even gotten to go once. Well, hold on. I got two boys talking about something they just don't get.
1: Okay. Well then help me. i I certainly know that I have another child in, in, in my family here. That's not here tonight. And he was dating somebody that was very busy setting out deadlines and, and, and structure. And he followed right along to go give her the structure. And the next thing you know, it's, it blew up. It's not always about that structure. It's about when it fits and it naturally happens. And if you guys are, if if, if the couple is, is working and they both know where they're trying to get to, then, you know, so be it. Yes, everyone has that anticipation.
0: I don't think you get, like, I think societal pressure for women is so different than you guys have faced and I get where you're coming from where you feel like you're falling behind from your friends and they're getting married and having kids because trust me at you know 25 when I was I didn't really know Justin yet I felt the same way my friends in Minnesota are getting married they're engaged they're starting to have kids and it was really, it was really hard. And I think there is so much pressure put on women. Your biological clock is ticking. You got to get going. This it's just, it's never ending in so many areas of our life, whether it's family, because my mom's the same way. Start having kids. When are you going to have kids? Oh my God. I'm going to be dead before you have kids. And you know, between parents and the media, it's a lot, but I look at, you know, my friends right now, it's like, I'm kind of the first one out of my group out here, you know, between the usuals, you guys know, Lauren and Alejandra, I'd be the first to get married. Alejandra's dating again. Lauren's dating, you know, been with her boyfriend. It'll be a year. But, you know, she's 30. And it's like, everyone is at their own pace, their own place. And I think the best advice would be to just put yourself out there in ways that you're comfortable with because you are an introvert. I think finding hobbies and things you like to branch out, make friends that are maybe on your level.
1: What about her mom? What about the pressure she's getting from her mom? I think you got to talk to her about it.
0: You just have to address like with mine. I told her, please stop making comments about me getting engaged. I recognize you're wanting that, but it just makes me feel bad. And you can say that, like, if your mom cares, loves you, is you know, your mom, she's gonna recognize. Oh, I don't want to make my daughter feel bad. I need to stop. Mine got it after the sit down, tough combo, She was a lot better, but you you gotta lay down the hammer a little bit. And
2: well, no one wants to feel like they're doing these big things in life for someone else, mm-hmm. like. I didn't ever want to feel like I was proposing to satisfy Morgan's mom. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, it, it almost takes away from it mm-hmm. when there's all that pressure. And so if you can make that clear, and they're basically like taking a piece of that away from yeah. the people. And it's like, this isn't for you. It has nothing to do with you. That's right. So I'm going to do stuff on my timeline and what works for us. And, or what works for me and my future partner. And when it happens, it happens.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Yeah, ideal outcome, be able to accept where I'm at in life without feeling left behind and be happy with my current life. You're not getting left behind. Everyone has their own pace. Um, I think it is really hard looking at my brother and his friend groups. Matt has, you know, he's 37. And he went through this himself, where as the person that got married and had kids compared to some of his friends, he felt like he couldn't connect with those people anymore. And it it changes your relationship. So I would say, like we said, you know, put yourself out there, find those hobbies, find places you like to hang out that are comfortable for you. Trust me, I hate the club. We're not club people anymore. I can't do it. Never was. So you will find your places and then find your people. But you're not falling behind.
1: And by the way, I saw a lot of nice hardworking guys when I was there that are your age that I became friends with. So I know they're there. I know <laughs> they're out there.
2: There's beautiful people there.
1: There really are. They they are great people. Yeah. That's all I can tell yeah. you. I really enjoyed my time there. And everyone I met was wonderful. Yeah. So Did you get bitten by a big spider? No spiders. Chased by a big snake? I did not. Kicked by a kangaroo? I did not. Well, you really didn't experience it though. But I heard the kangaroo... But I did hear some great kangaroo stories. I met some guys that go on motorcycle rides.
0: And they fight kangaroos?
1: No. Kangaroos are well I can actually jump on a bike while you're riding.
0: That's the, a little crazy. And
1: it can get crazy. <laughs> no That's... joke. They can attack while, while you're riding your bike. Oh, man. On a, so these guys were on BMWs, on cross-country bikes. And one of them had one jump on his bike when he was in... He had to fight the kangaroo.
0: Kangaroos are
2: jacked too. They're like, they're strong, very strong. It reminds me of the video. The the kangaroo has the dog in the headlock. Oh god! And the guy just walks up, and they're like standing, like boxing. He just punches him across the
1: face. All all I know is I used to like to ride, and I thought about you know maybe I'll do one last ride. I'll I'll ride across country. You don't
0: want to get jumped by a kangaroo. And
1: be kind of a cool experience. It would be a cool. But I decided I'm retired from bike riding, so. Forget it.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you guys for being here. We'll
1: see you next week. Remember, the theme next week is going to be...
0: Well, okay, so we have two options for next week. Maybe we'll let the people vote what they want first. The first option is finagling a solution. You know, when you finagle something, you kind of slop it together.
1: I, I just want to... Might be a
0: little wonky. I just
1: want to just walk away and don't look back.
0: Um. Or... Move on and don't look back.
1: Move on and don't look back. Well,
0: we're going to let the people vote. What the,
1: have confidence, Jerry. Yeah. Have confidence. Guys, yeah. I, I don't want to influence you at all, but.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to finish let, your let, theme really ha- quick.
1: Let's have a discussion about just let's, let's move on and not look back and let's go on going forward because Valentine's <laughs> Day is coming up and I want a new, I want a great year starting from February 14th going forward.
0: Well, if, if, um, Yours was not next week, but the one after. That technically would be the Valentine's Day episode.
1: Yeah, but I want to I want to head them off before Valentine's mm. Day.
0: Okay, okay. Well, we'll see. Take we'll a vote. vote.
1: Let us know. <laughs> Remember, I'm Dad. <laughs> yeah. The
0: the poll will be on uh, our YouTube channel. It'll be under the community tab. So head over there and. Uh, you're just creating such a mess.
1: And Dad's fix and let shop. us know what you want. <laughs> bye guys love you bye we'll see you at patreon come on over we're going to go in the backyard and we're going to what are we going to do in the backyard i i don't know you told me (laughs) bocce ball bocce ball tonight see you there bye bye